Welcome, one and all, console war veterans and civilian noobs, to the 20th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topics, Ghosts of Games of Christmas Past. We are your hosts, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast service. You can also support us directly at patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Big thanks to our existing Patreon supporters. And if you have any burning questions or comments about today's show, reach out to us directly at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's ps. B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Dave, where can we find you directly on the internet? Yeah, you can hit me up on YouTube at SDDog or my gamertag at SDDog, and that's spelled S-double-D-A-W-G. Good stuff. And you can find me on YouTube and Twitch at VarietyPat. That's V-A-Riot-Y-Pat. Or on Instagram at PlayStationPat. All right. Well, let's move into our show, Pat, last show of the year. First, before we do that, let's get to our retroscope segment. That's a segment where we talk about corrections or quick follow-ups on episode before. This week, we're following up on Cyberpunk, which we talked about last week extensively. Uh, kind of bum, bum. bum ba dum bum all the blunders that happened last week. So if you guys are more interested in our complete thoughts on that, um, check out last week's episode. But we do have a quick follow-up, and then we'll move on, because I think this game should just be moved on from right now until the game gets better. So, Pat, let's talk about a Verge article recently that reported that CDPR, CD Project Red, will be hit with a lawsuit by investors in the aftermath of the Cyberpunk launch. And I quote, a lawsuit filed against CD Project Red. The company behind Cyberpunk claimed investors were misled about the game's performance ahead of its release causing a significant stock price drop and losses, CD Projekt Red allegedly failed to convey that the game was, quote, virtually unplayable. The lawsuit states and instead marketed it as a success with a few issues that would go unnoticed by players. CD Projekt Red said in a court filing it would vigorously defend itself against the investors' claims, Bloomberg reported. So, yeah, basically what's going on here, investors are retaliating against CDPR. CDPR uh, owned up to the blunders. They apologized to a lot of the gamers and investors. We'll, we'll see how, how much they're actually going to be taking responsibility for this. It seems like they are not going to let this lawsuit go unchallenged. So we'll see. It's going to be a delicate balance with this one. Yeah. All it takes is one disgruntled developer to testify for the investors. Yeah, so uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on that next year. Pat, let's move into games this week. And uh, what, what what games did we play this week, Pat? What are we doing? Dave, I played a little mobile game gem, but with a little upgrade, Dave. I played some Fruit Ninja VR. That was about it this week. Not much for me, <laughs> but fun little delve in. Slicing up fruit. You know it. <laughs> What's up with you this week? So, Pat, I'm playing Halo 5 again, as we've uh, memed it, we've joked about it numerous times on this show. How many episodes in a row have we hit? 
How many, how many episodes in a row have we just been talking about Halo 5? Uh, I'd say 20, <laughs> just as long as we've been doing this podcast. Um, yeah, so I, for any of you uh, new listeners or, you know, recent, recently new listeners uh, who haven't really caught on to the joke, uh, I've been grinding on Halo 5 since we began this podcast, and I'm still on the grind to max rank. And every 10 episodes, I give an update as to uh, how close I am. So last, I think the 10th episode, I recently listened to it just so I could remember what, where I was at. So I was at 30 million left to get. I was, I think, somewhere around there. 10 weeks ago. And now I'm at 20 million to be desired. So I've earned 22 million XP out of the 50 million. And I just did a little bit of math. So Pat, 28 million, how much XP I need divided by the amount of days left until Halo Infinite comes out which will probably be on November 15th, 2021, is 323 days. So by my calculations, if we are <laughs> dividing that number by that number, that means I have to get 86,687.3 XP per day, every day from today until the launch of Halo Infinite, which I think is pretty doable. What's your average <laughs> so far? Do you know? Well, Over level I 50? I get, I get about 20 to 22,000 XP a match if I'm doing a certain mode. So that's about three or four games every day. It's not bad. No, and if you binge it for a couple hours, if you can ever find the time. Yeah, I'll, sh I'll shave it off. I, I think I'll definitely get it before the launch. So just, yeah, just a little update for y'all. Any of y'all wondering. Now so. you've actually piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Pat. Let's move into new games on our respective platforms. What do we have going on at PlayStation? PlayStation that. Over here in PlayStation land, Dave, not too much new stuff. Whole bunch of shovelware in the new games this week. It's kind of, kind of matching my Fruit Ninja VR, but maybe a little bit worse. First off, we got Drunken Fist, and that is a 3D mobile-looking game, fist fighter game. With co-op physics, Dave, do you remember that old Flash Absolutely. game gem? Yeah, the most frustrating game on planet Earth. For anyone who doesn't know, co-op was one of the OG strange physics games where you use the letters Q and W to control one leg on a guy. You use OP to control the other leg, hence co-op. But this looks like a horrible game. <laughs> Just that's where we're starting out. It doesn't get much more exciting than that. Moving on. <laughs> Darkness Roller Coaster, new to PlayStation this week. And that is an on rails scary shooter game. Very much a clone of Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Until Dawn Rush of Blood's probably better. Dave, you'll you'll appreciate this. Kinda similar to the Disneyland Toy Story ride in VR. Okay. But just scary. Cool. Last but not least. My game pick of the week, I think I'm going to have to start doing this for at least a little while until better games start coming out again. Pick of the week, coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 this week, Override 2, Super Mech League, and that's one of them punch em up robot games, very much Transformer-like or Pacific Rim-like <laughs> robot punching each other out, and that also has four-screen multiplayer but it looks very much like it's going to be a pay-to-win game. In the reveal trailer, the one-minute trailer, in fact, they showed some system with 
lots of coins converting to stars converting to it looks like it could be a pay to win (laughs) hopefully it's fun hopefully it's a fun game otherwise there's probably not any fun games this week that's a sad sack (laughs) it's worse than a sack of coal from santa what do you think i think so worth mentioning there's a big playstation holiday sale this week sadly no ps3 no vita games they have been laid to rest but check it out last of us part 2 is on there i also saw mortal kombat 11 fifa 21 and gta 5 for the ps4 if you're just getting a ps4 but otherwise you should wait until the ps5 iteration of gta 5 at this point save your money <laughs> it's funny how like they get the games have kind of just been like eh you know, after Cyberpunk just let us down. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a few games out there for Christmas. <laughs> it's not really exciting. We got to save the good games that we have <laughs> to play them. You can't just rush through them all right now. It's a bleak True. winter. Well, Pat, we have over on Xbox land, we have uh, some games with gold updates for January. So you can save $80 and earn 3,000 gamer score. Uh, if you check out number one, Little Nightmares, which is an Xbox One title, not just an Xbox One title, but you know what I mean? January 1st through the 31st, you can go pick it up for free and own it. Um, it's a fantastic game. We mentioned it numerous times on the podcast. Um, I I really enjoy the aesthetic of that game. It's almost like a, a Tim Burton. Whoever watched Tim Burton growing up, they made it into a creepy, like a creepier version of a video game, puzzle platformer, side-scroller type, type, uh, type deal. Go check that game out. Dead Rising is also added. That one was originally, I think, an Xbox 360 title, January 16th through February 15th, and also also a great game. Killing zombies, running around a mall, kind of like Dawn of the Dead. Um, then we got The King of Fighters 13, which is a fighting game, kind of like a Japanese-style fighting game, I'm pretty sure. Like, looks pretty anime. Um, that one was originally on the 360, um, so go pick that one up from January 1st to the 15th. And then finally, we have Breakdown, which is a first-person action game. have not really ever heard of this game, but I guess it was an OG Xbox game. And you can go pick that up uh, from the 16th of January to the 31st. Full free. So that's what we have for games this week. Good stuff. Cool. So now let's move into cross-examination. Here we go. Our big, beefy segment of the week. So for listeners... Old and new, cross-examination is a segment where we take big, relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation when they happen to intersect with each other in the gaming world. We then debate, speculate, and create a discussion of our own, which fosters good discourse. But this week, we're switching it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where does the holiday spirit of PlayStation and Xbox intersect this year? Let's find out. Dave, Merry Christmas to you. First, Merry, Merry belated Christmas. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Perhaps Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Bondi Day, any others that we may have missed. The whole point being, it's a celebration season for dang near everyone around the globe, and I still got that Christmas spirit. How about you, Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I've felt it the last day or two the most. The whole month, the whole year, I wasn't like, I don't want to celebrate anything. But now, I don't know, all of a sudden, 
I felt I felt it. You got it. It's it's flowing now. Yeah, like the Holy Ghost, you know, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, get you out of bed, you know. It took me by surprise too this year. It came a little late. But I think that might also be because not only is it the last episode of the year, this is a landmark episode for you and I. The big two O. Yep. Episode twenty. What do you think? Yep. I'm 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 thinking. I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it's a big deal, man. Yeah, I was saying I finished I finished my last paper uh last week and I'm done with school officially. Yeah. So no yeah. more of that. No, no more of that nonsense, at least for now. So I'm going to definitely put a lot more uh, energy and effort toward the uh, for, toward the podcast. Um, you know, you've been holding it down. Pat. And for any of our listeners out there, um, this is gonna, definitely going to be a more green versus blue centric episode rather than a news heavy episode. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, just past, present, future of the podcast. So here we go. Episode 20, the big two O. But that might sound a little bit too much like the year 2020 to some people. As this year closes out, and given the mandated lack of customary holiday events this year, it's quite easy for some of us to act like Scrooges as this year ends. So, just like Scrooge, Dave, you, me, and our listeners will have to trudge through the trials of the three (laughs) ghosts of Christmas Games Past. First, the ghost of Christmas Games Past will force us to drag out some old Christmas memories. Next, we will talk about this year's Christmas with the ghost of Christmas Games Present. And finally, we will reveal our future plans for this podcast with the ghost of Christmas Games yet to come. So Dave, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. First comes the ghost of Christmas games past. Let let's reflect on past Christmas. I is what's the multiples of Christmas? Christmas. Christmas. Christmases. I don't know. Christmases. Like parentheses. <laughs> so, what do you think? Any fun Christmas memories that you happen to reflect on this past week? Kind of like that. I that I missed or. Yeah, things that you're like, oh, you bummed out, you missed, or... I don't do a lot for... I kind of do the same thing every year in terms of video games in Christmas. Like, I'll I'll get, like, a gift card to, like, Microsoft and buy a new game or something and play it. Um, nothing really... I didn't really do anything like that. I didn't have a lot of time to play, but I did I did sink in some, some H5, as I was saying uh, before. So I haven't really... Nah, I can't really think of anything tradition-wise that, that like, me and my family does... In, in relation to video games yeah sorry <laughs> it's cool so i just wanted to share some random christmas memories sure. one memory that i associate with christmas i look i had to look it up it actually it coincides with christmas but watching drake and josh for the first time do you remember that show oh yeah yeah hug me brother <laughs> classic nickelodeon show i think why i associate it with christmas is people are sitting around watching tv all day but just seeing drake and josh for the first time it ever came out came out on january 11th the end of christmas vacation is where the association comes from (laughs) 
And do you remember the first weekend it was out? It was the big change in Nickelodeon where they had some of their first real life live action dramas. Mm -hmm. No, I remember they did a, a, a Christmas special. There was a Drake and Josh Christmas special. Yeah, it was like the last movie that they did. Oh. They're like super old and they're still acting like they're 15 years old or something. And like <laughs> this was like it was like in San Diego or yeah, because the, the show took place in San Diego. Funny, funny, funnily enough. Yeah. And I remember like the whole premise was like, oh, there's going to be snow in San Diego or something. I don't I don't I forget. That was like the special moment at the end of the movie. I, oh, I remember that now. I remember that. Uh, Ridiculous. They're like 30 years old playing teenagers. It's funny. Do you remember Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? That was a big Nickelodeon head. That was my favorite one. It didn't last as long, but that was a gem. Yeah, but I guess we're talking about more general, like, Christmas memories. I, yeah, I remember getting Battlefront 1. I remember Uh playing that one heavily on Christmas Day. And that that was the EA, EA Battlefront. And that, that was pretty fun. We can have other Christmas stuff. The, like the, the the Christmas that the Wii came out, that was an insane year for video games, for sure. Yeah. Like Wii Sports, I remember playing that like just nonstop with my family. That was such like a family oriented time for like video games. <laughs> when did this Wii come out? Was it in the spring or was it right it before was, Christmas? It was definitely in the fall because I remember it being like showcased in the mall. And people would like gather around and play it in like the mall and stuff. Okay. So and it was in this like case, you know, so no one would like try to steal it or something. But so then the first Christmas, it was absolutely impossible to get the Wii. From what I remember. Yeah. So then my family got it. So that was, I think, Christmas 2007. And yeah, it was like around that time. My family got it Christmas of 2008 when it was still like impossible to get. And I remember it being like the biggest surprise ever. (laughs) And it had turned out that our family friend had walked into Toys R Us. Their family was getting one for Christmas, but she walked into (laughs) Toys R Us, saw it on the shelf, called my mom and was like, do you want me to get this Wii for you? And so our friend Jocelyn was able to swoop it up and... By God, we got a Wii for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that that was like definitely at the time it was like this is next gen, you know. And then when when it came out, it was like it had to have been like one of the best console launches of all time in terms of like games, you know, like the the Wii Sports game was yeah. so was just ad- it was adequate enough for the Wii at the time when it first came out. You could we played we played Wii Sports for just weeks on end, I think. For weeks, weeks. <laughs> cool. But yeah. And and then a Christmas one, another Christmas after that. I remember playing New Super Mario Bros. Wii with all the cousins with the four player multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And then another Christmas after that, they got Mario Kart. So there was a lot of good years with the Wii. Oh yeah, good times. Good times. Let's move on. That's that's enough good past gaming memories. Dave, let's move on to the present times. The ghost of Christmas games present is here. <sighs> what happened with your Christmas this year? What'd you do? What'd you get? What'd you see? Uh, I, got, 
I guess I just, I guess I highlighted a little bit. Yeah, I played some Halo, obviously, and then I was talking about Cyberpunk. I, haven't, I still haven't played it, um, cause, just because of the state of the game right now. I don't want my first impression of that game to be something that I, I don't want to, I don't have a bad memory with that game. So I'll, I'll wait for that one to come out. But that was kind of my Christmas present of the year in terms of video games was the, the collector's edition of Cyberpunk. And aside from the game, the collector's edition itself was like really cool. Really, really cool and really well thought out. The statue is like V on a on a bike, and he's like running over some dude, mm. and he has like guns in both hands, and he's like pointing down towards the dude. It's like it's like a really <laughs> awesome statue. Uh, I don't know if I'll sell it or not because I don't I don't know how, where I'm going to put it. Yeah, that that steel book is really sick. The art book is really cool. I haven't really like read it all, but um, everything around like just centered around the game and collector's edition is really awesome. So uh, like that was the most exciting part for me. I, I got I got hyped for it, and then obviously all the news came out, and then I my hype kind of deflated. I'll, I'll be holding on to that, and that was kind of like the nice little gift to myself, I guess, this Christmas. What about you? Well, you were telling me before the show about a big Christmas present you got. What? Well, go ahead and tell the listeners, man. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I got I got a new iPhone. Pretty nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and play some mobile games on that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not a big mobile guy. You can f- play Fortnite on top resolution. <laughs> do some play as Master Chief in Fortnite. Do some dances. There you go. When's there going to be a Halo mobile crossover game? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I feel like I feel like if they were to do it, the whole Halo community would lose their Mine's... hats. <laughs> they would lose <laughs> something that's profane. I don't know if I would agree with that, a mobile game. PlayStation tried doing that as an initiative a couple years ago. Maybe 10 years ago at this point. What, get into like mobile games? One of the Ratchet and Clank games had an associated mobile game. One of those rail grinders, like, what was that one you used to play? The Temple one. Uh, Temple, oh yeah, Temple Run? Yeah, so it was really similar to Temple Run, and you could collect gems that you could send over to the main game hmm oh okay yeah so something uh, like i think i wish there was more stuff like that just generally kind of like in- integrated with the game yeah I th- I, yeah i know uh i forget which game i think battlefront did something like that or they at least had like a companion app mm-hmm. i don't think it was like a separate game but it, I, I i definitely am in favor of like companion apps and stuff to kind of enhance the experience of the game like, you know how Witcher had that card game in the game? Okay. What it Like, it'd be cool if Cyberpunk had the same thing, or like the similar, like just a different iteration of Gwent. That's what that game's called. Mm-hmm. If they just made a Cyberpunk iteration of Gwent, and then had a mobile app where you could play this card game Gwent with people online, and then wager in-game money or items for cyberpunk mm-hmm. like something like that yeah that's a good idea anyways let's get back to it that what, what were you um what were a you boy can dream what were you boy can dream what were you doing this christmas and what how did it relate to video games dave so my christmas season started in mexico which was just amazing good place to be quite warm good way to start the season and maybe the best part about christmas this year dave was no work on Christmas Eve. Yep. Of all the days to not work, Christmas Eve is the one. 
I probably worked like five Christmas Eves in a row. But yeah, same. Definitely worked that on on those days. Food industry. There's no holidays in the food industry. (laughs) But yep. Anyways, got back from my trip a couple weeks ago. Had an early Christmas dinner and breakfast with my parents before coming back up to Sonoma in my house. And then for Christmas Eve this year, had a Christmas Eve dinner with my girlfriend and a couple of her family members. I got a nice laptop cooling table to set my laptop on, help with the editing. Nice, nice. Yeah, and some 3D printer filament. And I didn't play any games. I hate to admit it, but I didn't play any games on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. <laughs> but I had a big old Christmas movie marathon. Wow, you spend time with your family instead of playing video games? Yeah, <laughs> it's how it is sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, we started the day off watching Soul, the new Pixar movie. Pretty good. Oh, how was that? Pretty good. It was like a combination of Inside Out, Up and coco yeah i heard a little bit about it i'm gonna i'll probably watch it today worth the watch but my expectations for pixar are just at a constant level and they deliver every time (laughs) yep except for cars two and three touche but that's a that's a conversation for another day yes sir (laughs) and then i watched midnight sky the new george clooney space movie not worth the watch Followed by Wonder Woman 1984. Eh. If you're a comic book fan, check it out. But again, not really worth the watch. Certainly not worth the wait that they've put us through. And last but not least, I watched Rule Dolls Witches, which was maybe the best movie I watched that day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that did it for me for my Christmas present. Overall, I am very thankful. Got to see pretty much most of my family members awesome. through the through the season sporadically and got to escape out of town. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Cool. That you want to move to uh, the future. The future of uh, gaming. future of Christmas. So, let, yeah. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's move it on to cool. the future. The last ghost to visit us today. The ghost of Christmas games yet to come. <laughs> All right, so Pat, let's let's say 2021 rolls around and I'm dead. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez, uh, <laughs> let's get a little bit a little bit more of it here. Now, um, next Christmas, Pat, I definitely want to see more of my family due to this schman uh, schmemic. This, uh, you know, this this. Horrible year. Yeah, make sure we don't get deranked for mentioning the <laughs> circumstances. Yeah, men- mentioning real life. So, yeah, I, I think next year I definitely want to feel more of a Christmas spirit. You know, go out to stores without really having to worry about catching a disease. That'd be nice going out <laughs> in public, visiting more family, and definitely getting lost in like Halo Infinite. When that game comes out, I just really, really want to like sink my life into it and just dissolve into the abyss. That's what my Christmas is like in 2021. What about you? I hope next year. I'd like to take another trip out of the country. That'd be nice. If all the borders aren't closed. I mean, I I got lucky. They seem to be closing all the borders down now. But I hope next Christmas that 
I'll be playing a PS5. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, Series yeah. X and PS5 maybe, will be on the next gen. Maybe Horizon Zero Dawn 2. No, <laughs> that's uh, whatever it's called. Horizon 2. Cool. So let's just move into, we're now focusing our attention on the show. So Pat, let's re- reflect a bit before we talk about the implications of the future of this podcast. Let's reflect on okay, like... Uh, let the Ghost of Christmas Past come back in for a second. Ghost of Christmas Past is going to make another cameo. So Pat, what are your favorite memories on the show so far? And I don't know if you have a favorite episode or something that sticks out to you. Uh, what, what would that be? Favorite memories so I, far. I forget what we talk about on the podcast. Like, I go back to an episode and listen to it. I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, episode four, episode nine, and then last week, episode 19 and 13, I think we're all particularly stand out when we first recorded them Mm -hmm. that it was like we got into a really good conversation flow i think it sounded really natural it's still not a hundred percent natural to sit behind this microphone or do the show remotely Mm -hmm. but i think the show's starting to find its own voice and we're really defining what the show is yeah we're we're still kind of defining what But I like all the progress we've made, and I like that we get to talk every week. Yeah, yeah. For me, I I think just the Harrison Ford jokes are the best part of the episode (laughs) every week. It is fun, but it's it's definitely like something like I learn something new about Harrison Ford every week because of the show, which we'll get to. Don't worry, guys, we'll get to it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, you know what. Thinking about it, definitely my fav- one of my favorite parts is getting to make the artwork for the show at the end of every week. <laughs> and I usually make it pretty fast, and it's usually just like a mural collage art. I have a really fun time making it. If people <laughs> really looked closely to them, there's like a lot of hidden details. <laughs> yeah, go, go check out our thumbnails. So... Yeah, I think what we've learned, Pat, I think what we learned is, is making a podcast is not as easy as it sounds. It is pretty easy, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, we just get here, you know, talk it through. I'll send you a file. The hardest part is probably editing, I would assume. Writing it's even pretty natural. Like, I, I feel like we find stuff to talk about every week that's pertaining to the show. So I think that's what works. But what doesn't work, or what we've learned, I feel like, I feel like what we've learned is just kind of trying to make it uh, kind of interesting every week and... That's what I feel like we need to work on. It's just kind of making it more like the segments, make them more diverse or something. I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer. I feel like that we working on up, upping the production value of our show. That's something I really want to focus on. We're hoping to get an intro and outro song, maybe some yeah. sound effects here soon. So, yeah, I guess that moves into our phase two of the Green versus Blue podcast 2021. Our number one priority is kind of upping the production of our show. And that includes getting video episodes out. You guys can see our faces every week. Do an official face reveal of yeah. PlayStation Pat and SD Dog. So that means getting more, more social media presence on YouTube. We really want to cultivate that following there. Because, I mean, I have a YouTube account. You do have a YouTube account, Pat. We might as well link that up and cross-promote that way. Adding more value, as Pat was saying, original music. Um, Sorry, the show has a YouTube account, but I don't know if there's any content on there yet. 
Yeah, we'll definitely add our like a legacy, you know, thing of all the audio episodes so far. We'll we'll add coming next year. That'll probably be the first thing we do. So we're gonna do that and just add visuals to it, even if it's an audio episode. We'll, we'll add some value to, to that for you guys, especially if we have a Patreon account. And we want to make it more enticing for everyone. And people who already support us want to give them more value too. So then that leads into Patreon stuff. I want to do more exclusive episodes. We've done one with our friends at Kim and Matt. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that episode came out really natural and really fun. So I want to do more more crazy, like off the wall stuff like that. And more maybe we add we'll add more tiers to Patreon too. And that could tie into merch or you know, just other stuff we could send you every week. Um, oh, you know, it'll get there. Yeah. It'll get there. That, what do you think about streaming episodes for the show and more personal streams? I think that might be honestly on the, nonetheless, kind of one of the later, latter things that I would personally do just because I need the, still need all the equipment to do it. But I definitely want that to be a goal for us kind of by the end of the year. I want to, I want to be streaming Halo Infinite, you know, by, by the time it comes out. That's my goal. Yeah, each step definitely takes another level of planning. It's just an extra added layer of planning and equipment and prep. And I think, as you were saying, I think that's those are the three biggest things. Definitely keep an eye and ear out for some videos from us. I think it'll be really cool when we get to the point of being able to do episodes live. Maybe we stream record them and then upload the audio mm -hmm. we have we we still have to work out all the kinks to that that and like getting solid merchandise is probably the, the last thing we do just in terms it's just because of like getting money behind it and getting uh the equipment that we need to do all that in terms of just like more videos and like i'm i'm planning to put out more personal stuff in my channel i'm want to aim my channel more towards like halo stuff if you guys are interested in xbox more xbox halo stuff follow me over there you can follow pat if you're more into like you know all of the first party games over at playstation that i'm i can't really get to so that's kind of like i i guess my goal personally is to get more content out to kind of be a supplement to the show so i have some i have some videos available on my youtube right now before we had started the podcast i was doing a video mini series on youtube called quick time event just playing really short games and had a good time doing those. I'll definitely get back to that, but I haven't been able to figure out what games I want to focus on with streaming, but we'll get around to that. Yeah. Yeah. We were thinking about doing um, something called cross streams where we cross our streams or have come over to play Xbox. I've come over to play PlayStation games. So I think that's a goal that we can, I think we could, achieved by the end of the year is to kind of get that going and to get like episodic streams going or doing live episodes on streams by the end Something of 2021 that, year correct dave yeah yeah some like a year from now we can hopefully get that going or we have everything set up for it and, i just wanted um, to clarify get... for anyone listening the couple days before the end of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not this year not this year I also want to bring up something we can definitely do, and which we'll probably this will probably be on one of the first things that we do, is uh, kind of bring on guests for interview. I know we've we've talked about we want to get more people related to the industry on the show, um, and it's not. I mean, I, I obviously we enjoy just having it this discussion between us every week, and it's fun. But it'd be nice to spice it up a little bit with someone else's perspective on the industry, and maybe on the show, and we can get just more diverse voices in here. 
I'm I think I'm most excited for that aspect of it. Yeah, and then that can also tie into Patreon stuff. Um, we can have regular guests on the show, and then we can have maybe more of our friends on on Patreon exclusive stuff. Uh, there's a lot we can do with that, but just creating a variety of guests. And then um, another a personal goal I want to hit by this time next year, Pat, is getting uh, hitting 100 episodes. I think it's doable. If, we, if we're looking at when we first started the podcast in August, if, if we will hit by the time we started last year, so next August, Next August will hit. Will be the one year mark of our podcast, so that will be episode fifty two. Since we've been consistent every week with our episodes, so fifty two weeks in a year, obviously. Uh-huh. So if we hit fifty two by our, by August, we can. Hit, I think we can hit a hundred by December. If we do, if we double up on some Patreon stuff, um, this this is including Patreon stuff and like including just one off episodes that we can do. So I, I think we can do it. That's twenty eight one off episodes. If you count um, from August, so we're, we'd be at 52 in August, right? So by the time we get to December. I know, but the last week of December would be 72 yeah. if we're at 20 right yeah. now. I think, I think it's doable. We could do it. I got a lot more free time now. I, th- I think we definitely can. Don't you have a little video review you were producing? I did like a little essay on Rhyme, which is a game I've talked about extensively. Not extensively, but I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. 3D puzzle platformer, kind of double A title by Tequila Works Studio over in Spain. Um, it's a really good game. I recommend it every time I talk about it. But yeah, I did a, a video essay on it for one of my children's literature classes in college. And I think it came out pretty good. And I'll probably just have to rework it a little bit just so it can make it more presentable. But yeah, that's something I could add to our Patreon um, or, you know, count it as part of an episode or add on to it. Do you think you could make it available in audio form? Oh, yeah. Cool. Keep an eye and ear out for that. So a lot of good things coming your way, especially if you're wanting to look into our Patreon. I think we I think we can come up with a lot more value to our show. And I think if you guys stick around, I think it will be worth your while. So I think there's a lot of good things coming in 2021 to, to look forward to. What type of merch do you think we'll be getting next year, Dave? really doable stuff we can do t-shirts we can do stickers um i just alicia just got a vinyl machine i just bought her one. Oh, cool a little mini one Happy. and then uh, my stepdad my stepdad has one too so um he could definitely help us with that and i think we could do something where we could do either giveaways or something like that i don't know about getting merch on like a mass scale right away maybe that's something we can do toward the end of the year but we can definitely sport some merch and promote it and get get the ball rolling on that and I think we'll definitely have to give some gifts to our longtime Patreon supporters. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we should definitely do first. So I think that's it. That's all I got, Bab. Cool. That rounds it out. Move it on. All right. Let's move into our Fast Fire News. And for listeners, old and new, Fast Fire News is a segment where we deliver the weekly headlines at you faster than the gusty winds that almost took down Harrison Ford's private airplane in the year 2000. And this forced Mr. Ford into a perilous emergency landing in Nebraska. So Pat, I didn't know this about Harrison Ford. Yeah, I guess he's had a long history of almost crashing his plane or crashing his plane. I think there's another story because in this article that's 20 years old, it says that if this was the second time in less than a year that he made a crash landing. Save, save it for the next rotating segment intro or uh, save it for you know, the next fast fire intro. You know what's really crummy, though? The writer of this article from 20 years ago in The Guardian, they said they were talking about Patrick Swayze 
how he, he had to make an emergency landing in Arizona. So I guess he was a he piloted his own planes too when he was alive. But they they, they said like earlier this month, eighties has been Patrick Swayze had to make an emergency landing in Arizona. Ouch, <laughs> dude! Why why are you gonna describe him like that? Like just what it has been, dude. I think personally, I think. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll have to get into this later. Someone can write in <laughs> complaining about how I'm wrong. But personally, I think the early 2000s were the darkest time in American history. Just frivolous <laughs> and the art was bad. The internet was in its most Wild West form. Complete frontier. Um, so anyways, Pat, let's move into, let's move into the news. Um, so number one, Phil, Phil Spencer head of Xbox hints at Game Pass family subscription coming to Game Pass. So like something like Spotify, Apple, and that's per a VG 24 seven article. Nothing much to say here. Just he's thinking about if you, you know, a family has multiple consoles in their house, um, they can all be under one umbrella. And it's not like Xbox is not gouging uh, an entire family for four, you know, separate subscriptions of Game Pass. So there's that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and then you got some here, Pat. Oh yeah. So, Pretty sure I missed this before, but Returnal gets a release date of March 19th, 2021. This was definitely one of the most exciting games, in my opinion, that we saw from the PlayStation 5 games reveal event. This is another space shooter. Returnal was the roguelike game that I couldn't remember a few weeks back. Unlike most 2D roguelike games, this one 3D and you're constantly returning to the same planet or moon of Jupiter or Saturn. You're constantly returning for the same mission, but the world shifts and becomes more dangerous each time. Definitely Mm -hmm. looks intriguing. March 19th, Returnal. The last bullet in Fast Fire news this week. Xbox has canceled Galgun Returns two months before it was set to release on Xbox One. Probably on the account that it is an inappropriate and lewd game, mostly made for the Japanese market. The first two or three Gal Guns are available on PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 4. But Gal Gun Returns is now only going to be available on Steam and Nintendo Switch. Nice. So that closes out Fast Fire News this week. All right. Let's move into our rotating segment. We're going to end this year on a good note by talking about some some crazy stuff in the news. So, Pat, this one is a returning segment called Are You Serious? Are You Serious? And we're just going to share our minds being blown because guess what? They got blown this week. By this goofball. Um, so I think the console wars are really going to begin now, Pat, because guess what? Xbox and PlayStation might have a new competitor really? has entered Uh-oh. the arena. Who could it be? And it's, it's not Stadia. It's not Luna. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wait, so, what? So, KFC will launch a 4K 240fps gaming console with a built-in chicken warmer. Yes, just what I wanted! <laughs> so TechRadar reports, and I quote, the KFC console... Created in partnership with PC hardware manufacturer Cooler Master, promises to shake up the console war like a bag full of 11 herbs and spices with its built-in chicken chamber. A world's first, it continues. 
while the specs are still firmly under wraps. The console promises to have a top-end Intel CPU inside, an ASUS hot-swappable mini-GPU, and an NVMe 1TB SSD from Seagate. End quote. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So this is like you were mentioning, Pat, before we recorded that this sounds as gimmicky as the Soldier Boy console that came out a year or two ago. Boy, tell him. Which was essentially Soldier Boy was just ripping off, you know, these bootleg emulators and putting his name on them. I'm surprised he got away with that because he was charging like hundreds of dollars for these. I think there was a crap. cease and desist against him, no? <laughs> he was legitimately selling like Nintendo games that were like loaded on like Nintendo Sega Genesis games. Like there was just like a big amalgamation of games on this like Chinese made em- emulator. So I don't think it's going to be like that. <laughs> from what the sounds of it, from what I just read, this is going to be uh, like an actual competent like console. It just sounds like it's going to be kind of like a like a mini powerful PC. Yeah, probably. Um, into this little console that has a chicken fryer and or a chicken warmer you don't and think chicken it... warmer itself. <laughs> huh? You don't think it's going to overheat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't they kind of want it to overheat? Because they need you to, like, put your chicken in there to keep it warm. Maybe that's part of it. The <laughs> cooling mechanism is more like a chicken heating mechanism. <laughs> Whatever it is, I want it. And I won't I won't be happy until I have one in my house. <laughs> yeah, between the Soldier Boy console and the KFC console, I do have a bit of a fascination I think probably one day when I do have the spare um, money to go around, I do want a collection of these obscure consoles. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's that's a kind of a it's kind of a funny one to end on. And then we also have a kind of a follow up. And this is a very good positive story to leave off of. But Walmart joins the fray in the battle of the bots. And I quote from Tech Radar, Walmart Chief Information Security Officer Jerry Geisler said the retailer is doing everything it can to stop, quote, Grinch bots from snapping up would-be presents. The quote continues, one bot preventative action we implemented just hours before the PS5 event on November 25th blocked more than 20 million bot attempts in the first 30 minutes alone, which is a fraction of what our systems deal with continually. And the quote ends, so... It continues, though, Geisler also made a plea to lawmakers and other members of the retail industry to do more to battle bots and scalpers moving forward. And that ends the segment there. So, yeah, this is this is something that I did not expect was someone from Walmart. So one of the higher ups at Walmart to not only say that they blocked a bunch of bots, but he also called upon lawmakers to help them out with the, with the battle. So I don't know what to make of this. but That is great to hear. Yeah. If Walmart is lobbying for legislation against bots, there's there's the actual possibility of change. Yeah, I did not expect this at all for, for someone from such a big corporation to come out and be like, you know, to really care about this issue, considering that there is, there is an issue of whether or not the, the, the consoles will sell because they're selling. It's just a matter of who they're selling to. So it's really cool to see that they're... Um, they're caring about um, actual humans getting these consoles at retail price. Well, hopefully KFC has good bot preventative measures. Cool bet. That ends the show. 
close it out. And it ends the year. All right. Well, that's that's it, guys. Um, that's been the year of the Green versus Blue podcast. First year. We've been your hosts, SD Dog and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green versus Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast streaming service. And coming soon to YouTube. <laughs> Anyways, you can directly support us by heading over to patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. And you can find our individual socials directly at. You can find me on YouTube and Twitch at Variety Pat. That's V-A Riot Y Pat. Once again, that's V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Dave, how about you? Yeah, hit me up on YouTube. I'll be putting up some more videos coming uh, next year. Definitely be outputting some more personal videos. So that's uh, SD Dog. Follow me there or on my gamer tag at SD Dog. Same spelling. That's S W B A W G. And uh, remember, guys, if you have any burning questions or comments about today's show, or if you have anything else to say about the podcast or your own favorite memories from this year, please hit up our direct line at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P S B O X C A S T at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.